You want to get into bypass versus anvil pruners? If you want to, it's I your show. Do. I, okay, why not? If you go to a, just about any good nursery or hardware store and you go to the wall of pruners, chances are the majority of them are going to be anvil pruners because they're cheap, mm-hmm. because they sell a lot of them. The purpose of an anvil pruner escapes me <laughs> other than, uh, okay, if you're into in the cut flower business and you want to stop the flow of sap out of a cutting, well, use that anvil pruner because the blade is hitting a flat plate and that's going to crush the end of the cut. Right. If if your anvil pruner is very sharp, it won't crush it. I, there are a few people I know who are love their anvil pruners and it is because they feel they can get closer to their target location on the branch to make the cut. But they are the kind of people who walk around with a sharpener in their pocket and sharpen that blade between cuts. Oh, okay. Yeah, the anvil pruner uh, is good on deadwood. Yes. Uh, that's about it. Deadwood yes, and cut flowers. Yes. As you were saying, anvil, an anvil is a, my, one of my grandfathers was a blacksmith and he had an anvil. And an anvil is a flat metal uh, platform on which he would hammer hot metal to make horseshoes so Mm -hmm. the anvil pruner has a flat metal on one side surface Mm -hmm. flat metal surface on one side and then the blade just comes down onto that anvil at a 90 degree angle and hopefully cuts the stem but more often than not crushes it what happens if you use an anvil pruner on fruit trees and you're just pruning your fruit trees no you don't want to bite on that? I don't know what you're thinking of. What I'm thinking of is if if you use an anvil pruner to do fruit tree pruning, for example, you're going to be crushing the ends more than likely mm. of uh, what remains where you want a bud to grow. And it's going to make it more difficult for that tree to grow and reproduce correctly. Right. Right. The anvil pruner, unless it's kept incredibly sharp tends to crush stems, and, and that does not lead to good growth for plants. So what you want are bypass pruners. Right. For 99% of what you're going to be doing in the garden, a good pair of bypass pruners, a good pair of bypass loppers are all you need. Right, and bypasses means that the blades pass by each other just like a scissor. Mm-hmm. Try to find bypass loppers, though. Those are the long-handled uh, pruners, and most of those are going to be anvil pruners as well. So be careful what, you've, what you're shopping for, and they won't necessarily say bypass or anvil. No, they don't say use those words. You have to look at the blades. Right. Make sure the bypass pruner has two. When you open and close a bypass pruner, you can see that the blade bypasses that bottom arm. Yes. Whereas with an anvil, it's going to come right down on that middle of that plate. Yes. And you'll see that that anvil plate on a on a uh, anvil pruner, right? Uh, so bypass pruners. Now, some people say, "Well, I have a problem, you know, squeezing the, the loppers closed to get a branch." Here's a general rule of thumb: if the branch is less thick than your little finger, mm-hmm. use hand pruners. If the branch is thicker than your little finger but less than your thumb, use loppers. You get more tension, more. Mm-hmm. If the branch is thicker than your thumb, use a pruning saw. Okay. There are, you can look up, there are, you know, inch recommendations for that, but you always carry your hands with you, so it's a lot easier to check. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing about getting a good cut that when I watch people and I train people, they don't t- typically don't think of this 
is to get the whatever you're going to cut as close to, into the jaw as possible. So when I say jaw, I mean where the two blades come together. So not using the tip. The tendency is to cut with the tip, but you'll get more power if you put the branch you're going to cut all the way back into the jaw. And sometimes if you flip the, the blade, the pruning shears over, cut from the bottom, then that works better too. And I think it has to do with the anatomy of the hand and, and where, where your fingers and, and thumb are. But those are a couple things to try if you're trying to cut something and it's just not working. And if you have a cut flower garden, or if you just want to harvest tomatoes or peppers or citrus, you probably want a pair of needle nose pruner snippers. Right. You don't always have to bring, bring out the big guns. You can have some small, and the snippers are nice. They're smaller, but they have more, as you say, needle nose tip. Mm -hmm. And so you can get into places uh, that you can't get into as easily with uh, regular pruners, regular hand shears. Our USDA Zone 9 problem here is uh, harvesting mandarins in the wintertime and getting a little bit of the stem to go with it. And there's so much foliage around there, it's tough to get in there with a pair of bypass pruners Mm -hmm. and get that little quarter inch of a stem. And only that little bit, yes. Yeah. And so getting in there with the snippers, with the, the, the needle nose, it makes it a lot easier. Yes. But, uh, it, and they have a wide variety of purposes, too. Do you have a favorite pair of uh, pruners? Um, it's usually the, the one I've just sharpened. <laughs> I have about 10 pair. Well, don't we all? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. In the, in the, they're in the car. They're in the house. They're, I have a bucket of them in the garage. Yeah. So uh, mostly Felco and... Um, Corona? Yes, Corona. And they have replaceable blades, which I can't say I've ever done, uh, replacing the blades. But uh, it means that I can unscrew them, as we were mm-hmm. discussing earlier, and take them off for to get the blade. Difficult to sharpen the blade all the way down to that jaw. Right. Corona makes a nice little tool that I, I do. I have a couple of them that I do like uh, that gets close to that jaw. But if you really want to sharpen the jaw, you take them apart. What does this tool look like? It's a flat. It's only about three inches long, four inches long at the most. And it has a red handle that says Corona. Mm-hmm. And then it has a metal blade that is a file mm-hmm. and it's angled. Is it two-sided? Is like one side rough and the other side no, smooth? No, it's just one side. Okay. So it's not like a general sharpening and then a finishing no. side. Okay. Uh, you can find uh, the, the sharpening stones that do that, mm-hmm. which are ovals about that same length, three, four, five inches long, and maybe an inch wide or so that taper on either end. But there's two distinct sides to them. And are they stone rather than metal? I'll go look. Okay. Because <laughs> stone often requires you use moisture, and that can be a problem in transmitting plant disease. I'm back. <laughs> All right. So... Here we have the Philco 903 sharpening thing that's... Oh, I see what I did. In order to hold it in the uh, card it came with, which has very distinct instructions on the back, I, I put a piece of a thick... Uh, looks like duct tape. No, that's metal. Yeah, it's metal. Yeah, yeah. metal is best for pruning tools because um, there it. are stone sharpeners to sharpen blades, but they require moisture in in the form of water and that can lead to transmitting diseases like bacteria and fungus in plants according to felco the correct angle is 23 degrees 23 okay i I stand corrected (laughs) oh not by much they're saying anywhere from 20 to 30 but 23 is optimum get out your protractor yeah 
On this card that came with the Felco sharpening tool, sharpening stone, I don't know what you call that, sharpening... Uh, file. Oval file. Okay, that's good. Uh, it says it has three functions, sharpening, like a sharpening stone, strengthening, and honing, like a sharpening stone or a sharpener. Follow illustrations for full directions. Clean a dirty sharpening tool, Fred, by <laughs> by scrubbing it with water with added scouring powder. Baking so, soda would work well for that. Yeah, so keep your tools clean, like yeah, this. Even your sharpening tools, yeah. yes. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, also, sharpen sharpen the tips of your shovels. Yes, exactly. People forget that shovels are cutting through dirt. Yes, and, and roots and whatever else is yeah. down there, hitting rocks. And even your loading shovels, like your your square faced shovels, mm-hmm. because sometimes you just that's the only shovel you have, and mm-hmm. you need to maybe dig a for a border or something, and you want to use that. Mm-hmm. Sharpen that. So other tools as well. If you do yeah. your borders by hand, that mm-hmm. tool can be sharpened. But yes, it makes it so much easier to dig. To if you sharpen the the tip of the shovel, I was just amazed the first time I did it. Yeah. Take care of your tools and they will last a lifetime for your children to sell at estate sales. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah, they'll probably have their own set by then. (laughs) Or they're not into gardening. All right. We're going to go take care of our tools. Thanks, Debbie, for all the good advice. Oh, my pleasure, Fred. Thank you.